0: Hebrews chapter 12. Regarding the process of faith, we have looked at a number of scriptures so far. We looked at 1 Peter 1 and verse 9. It says, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Receiving the end of your faith. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, what things soever you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them or believe that you have received them and you shall what have them. Having them is the end of your faith. The purpose of the prayer of faith is to get an answer or uh, to see God manifest himself on our behalf. And so, uh, the end of your faith in Mark eleven twenty four is the having part. Actually possessing uh, your inheritance or receiving the manifestation of God's power in your life as a result of your prayer of faith and your confidence in him. And what things serve you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, or believe, as other translations say, believe that you have received them, and you shall. Or another says, believe that you have it already, and you shall get it, or you'll have it. All right, so it's very simple. Believe you got it before you get it. Amen. Hallelujah. And as I said regarding Pastor Vicky's situation or anyone's situation, uh, you know, you celebrate the, pro- uh, the progress during the process. And it's okay to celebrate the progress. Or if you don't see the progress, you still celebrate the word, right? I rejoice at thy word as one who has found great spoil. But your expectation is pro- progress and your expectation is what? The finishing. In other words, the end of your faith or the having part of your faith. Praise God. So then, uh, now faith is, Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It gives substance to your hope or your desire. Substance of things hoped for is the evidence of things that are not yet seen. So you don't yet always see the answer. You don't always see the fulfillment immediately. And so in most cases, when you pray the prayer of faith, there is a process, a time frame between the time you pray and the time that you have it or you have the manifestation. Are you with me? But during that process, we believe that we have received. We believe that we have received. So therefore, we thank God for His promise. So then, we talked about focus. So when it comes to your faith, you need to maintain focus. While we look not at the things which are seen, while we look not at the things, while we look not... In other words, you have to take your eyes off of the scene. Why we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things which are, what? Not seen. So then you're looking at things that are unseen. So there is a focus of faith. In other words, when the distractions try to get to you, the natural tries to talk to you, and it will. But when the natural circumstances talk to you, or try to... tell you or determine the outcome. In other words, they're trying to tell you this is the way it's going to be or it will be worse. The devil never paints a good picture. (laughs) He never just increases your hope or he never increases your faith. No, he's always trying to rob you of your hope or your your dream or your desire or your desired end. And uh, so he will uh, tell you what the circumstances are or tell you how bad it's going to be. But God tells you what is. Now, faith is the substance. Faith is the substance of things that you hope for. So you got substance before you realize the dream. Or you see the hope come to pass. Or you uh, have the thing that you have desired. Are you with me? So then, you've got to maintain your focus... On the promise. Your focus is on the promise. Now, if you maintain your focus of faith, then you're able to endure through the process. I said if you maintain your focus of faith, then you're able to endure through the process. Because if you don't maintain your focus of faith, you lose your stamina, if you will, or your strength. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. So if you are focusing your faith on the promise and focusing your eyes on the promise and you're looking where we're at right now. Looking unto what? Jesus. All right, let's go to verse in uh, chapter Hebrews 12 and we're looking at verse 1. The latter part says, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The word patience would have to do with endurance. Let us run with patience or endurance. The race that is set before us. All right, so there is a race or there is a... uh, Any race would have a destination or an end to the race, right? So there is a race that you're to run and it may be for whatever you're praying for or need in your life... Uh, you want to see the end, you want to get to the finish line, and so if you want to see the end of your faith, or you want to arrive at the finish line, or you want to cross the finish line, having scored, if you will, having received, having the manifestation, uh, then uh, there is some patience which is, uh, it, that is required or necessary, and uh, this word patience has to do more with the word endurance. It would have more of an endurance for meaning. Are you with me? So endurance, in some translations, uh, render endurance. So uh, you, uh, through patience or endurance, receive. Now let's look at the next verse. Looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the what? Finisher. He's the author, the beginner, the author of it. And the what? Finisher. So God starts it and he also finishes it. But think with me, the author and finisher of what? Our faith. Our faith. So God began your faith and he will finish your faith. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. So he's working in you. To will and to do of his good pleasure. So it's not just you trying to drum up faith, it is God working in you. It is faith that comes from God, is faith in God. Right? So then there's a, a constant participation with God. So our reliance is not self-reliance, our reliance is upon God, is God reliance. So it is beyond your own ability naturally to do. You could just have positive thinking, and that's good, and that's healthy to just be a positive thinker. Just to think positive would help you in a lot of ways, but we're not just thinking positive, although we want to think positive, but we are thinking God thoughts, and we are thinking the, the way God thinks about our situation or our circumstance. Are you with me? So then our faith is in God. That's why in Mark 11, it says, have faith in what? God, or have the faith of God. So, it's faith in God, faith of God, came from God. All right, so here we are, enduring through the process. How? Looking, focusing, looking unto Jesus, keeping our eyes on Jesus, keeping our eyes on the word, keeping our eyes on the promise, and there are plenty of distractions, I said, there are plenty of distractions. If you, and I've watched Olympics when they were in races, foot races. And I've watched them look back and lose. In other words, they are looking back at who's, what's going on around me. That could be your downfall. Don't look back. Looking forward. Looking unto Jesus. Who's the author? Now, if you do stumble and you do look back, then get your eyes back. Like Peter, he took his eyes off Jesus, looked at the waves and the circumstances around him, began to sink, but then he cried out, and Jesus lifted him up. So, obviously, he got his eyes back on Jesus, and they walked back to the boat. So then, you can finish even if you do fall. You can finish even if you do stumble. You can not finish even if you do look away. But if you want the process to ma- be maintained, in other words, you're in the forward motion all the time, then you have to keep your focus. Hallelujah. All right, so looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. What is a finisher? What is a finish? It's the end of your faith. So he doesn't want you to just start. He doesn't want you to... Lose out or quit in the middle of the race, but he wants you to finish. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Doing what? So now he's our example. Endured the cross. Despising the shame. Praise God. So Jesus endured and as our example, we're looking to him. So we're looking to someone who did finish. Now, your best associations with people are people that finish. <laughs> I said your best association with people are people. In other words, if you want to find out who to hang out with and who to associate with and who to listen to and who to pay attention to are people who finish. Some people, you know, uh, they look for the new, pe- the new person. They're looking for the new person. okay. They're looking to another person. They're trying to find somebody that has a fresh something. But I want to follow somebody that finished something. That's why I followed Dad Hagen until he went up. That's why I followed Pastor Hankins until he went up. Praise God. Why? Because I knew they finished. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they finished well. All right. So if you want to follow, you want to follow somebody who actually does what the Word says. The laborer must be first partaker of the fruits. In other words, if you're gonna follow someone's faith, then you're gonna have to follow someone's faith that actually does it themselves. All right, so then in this verse, he says that you're looking to Jesus, who's the author. Well, Jesus finished. I said, Jesus finished. He didn't just die, he, raised, he was raised again. Praise God. How many are thankful, thankful that Jesus didn't just die as a martyr? He, he died as a, a redeemer, as a substitute, and he was raised again on the third day. So Jean, Jesus finished, and he's the author and the finisher of your faith. All right, so now we want to go a little bit further in this, and let's go to Philippians. Philippians chapter uh, 1. In Philippians 1, we're looking at verse 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Being confident. Well, that's just another way of saying faith, isn't it? Different terminology, different word, confidence, faith. Faith. Being confident of this very thing, that he, God, who has begun a good work in you, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. In other words, until Jesus returns, God is going to finish what he started. Now, in your case, if Jesus doesn't return before you die, which he may because he might come today, next week. I don't know when he's going to come. I just know he's coming. So I don't, I, I don't uh, uh, see if I can play around until he does. Like right before he comes, okay. I want to get right with Jesus. No, you want to stay right with Jesus because he could come any day. Amen. All right. So in this case, he says, "Being confident of this very thing, that he that has begun a good work in you will perform it." Now then, you're in the believer category, and God is in the performer category. There shall be a performance of those things that were told you from the Lord. In other words, God is the performer. You are the believer. Believing is required in order for God to perform. Believing is required in order for God to perform. So God is a performer, and he will perform in you the thing that he has spoken to you or the word of God that he has revealed to you, and then you have believed to receive, then God will perform. So many times we're on the performance side. I say we, I'm just talking Christians, all right? Many times people, they try to do the performing for God. Oh, let's help God out. Now certainly we understand that there's natural things. There's obviously natural things Pastor Vicki has to do. There's natural things I've had to do in, in, in the restoration of my arm and hand and so forth. So there's, I have to be diligent in that. She's ha- she has to be diligent in her part. But the main part I have to be diligent in, and the main part she has to be diligent in, and the main part you have to be diligent in is your faith. But you can't just believe and not do other things. Hello. Because that's part of believing. Because faith is a what? Act. Act. But don't get so much on the performance side, and we have to watch ourselves, that we get too much on the performance side that we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to. No, he is the performer. I'm the believer. God is the performer. You're the believer. God is the performer. All right, so he says that he will will finish what he started. Being confident in the very thing that he which has begun a good work will perform it. Now, some translations actually say complete. So he's going to complete it. Either way, he's the performer, right? If he completes it, he did it. All right, so he performed the act. You had a, a faith in your heart, a faith in your mouth, and you had faith in your action. But God performed the miracle. Thank you, Jesus. Now, most good doctors who have faith in God, uh, they would understand that they can't do all the healing. They can do what they can to assist in the process, but they can then leave that to God. And I'm thankful uh, some of the doctors that we've had for Pastor Vicky have acknowledged God acknowledged Him, and so that's a good thing to have somebody that acknowledges God in the medical profession. They acknowledge that God is going to have to do something here. This is beyond just what we, a man, can do. God can step in because we believe. We trust in God. All right, so in order to reach the end of your faith or the completion of then there has to be endurance in the process. Endurance to stay with it. All right, let's go to Hebrews 11 again. In Hebrews 11, and we're going to go down to verse uh, 24. Hebrews 11, verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. When he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Sometimes you got to refuse. There are some things you're going to have to refuse. Because refusing is a part of choosing. Alright, so he said, in this case, he refused to be called or identify with pharaoh's daughter so what he did is said now i'm not going to identify with the world i'm going to identify with god and my destiny so he refused to be called the son of pharaoh's daughter now that would be easy to do i mean when i when i say easy it'd be easy to just be the son of pharaoh's daughter because man he's got it made Naturally, everything's provided. Naturally, there is no challenge. Naturally, I mean, in the sense of he's, he he's, stands to rule. He stands to be uh, in, in a major position of authority. Yep. But rather than that, he said, no, I refuse to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Verse 23. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. So he chose affliction, or in other words, persecution or affliction, because he was going to follow God's will. Chose to suffer with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Now, in Hebrews 12, we saw what? you got to lay aside every weight, anything that's hindering you. What, what's hindering you mentally? What's hindering you? And the devil will try all kinds of different angles to hinder you. I mean, he'll work on your mind. He'll work in a lot of different ways, emotions. He works in your circumstances. And he tries to hinder you from running this race of faith. So, you had to do what? Lay aside every sin and wait. Just anything that hinders you from running your race and enduring through the process. So then he says that he's going to choose To follow God or follow the will of God. Verse 26. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. So when he could have just had treasures in Egypt, he said the reproach of Christ, he esteemed that higher. For he had respect unto the recompense of what? The reward. So he saw beyond what he saw. In other words, naturally, the easiest thing to do was just be the son of Pharaoh's daughter. That's cool. We got it made. Naturally, everything's provided for. Right? But he esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect to the recompense of the reward. In other words, he saw something other people didn't see. He saw beyond what he could see, and he saw that there was a payday coming. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes people can only see what is right in front of them. They can only see the immediate. They can only see. They can see what's going on around them, but they can't see 10 years from now. They can't see five years from now. They can't see a year from now. They can see this is the immediate and that controls their life. But if you can see beyond the immediate, then you can see what the result of my choices are today. And you can see what it's going to be one year from now. And you can see many times what it's going to be five years from now. You might not know everything, but there is a payday. You may not know everything God's going to do for you, but I can tell you there is a payday. And God doesn't always pay on the 1st and the 15th on Friday. You know, God pays, your reward day will come, your payday will come, your end of your faith will come again and again when you maintain your faith in God and your endurance in the spirit of faith, your blessing will come and nothing will stop it. Many things may try. Many things may try to distract, but nothing will stop your payday from coming. Why? Because God will reward your faithfulness. Without faith, it is what? Impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that, what, diligently seek him. In other words, they stay with the process. They stay with it. They don't quit in the middle of it. They stick with it. They stay on the word, stay with their focus of faith and maintain endurance. Why? Because they know there is a reward coming. There is a payday coming. There is a finish line. There is a trophy, if you will. There is a crown. There is something that God... God will do for you and for me because we dare to believe and we choose not to quit. Choose not to quit. And we choose not to quit even in the hardest of times. The most difficult of times. Hallelujah. The most difficult of situations in your life. Your choice is you are going to follow Jesus. You're going to follow the Word of God. You're going to stick with it. And you're going to endure. By faith, verse 27, by faith he forsook Egypt. Just listen to the language. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to suffer affliction with the people of God. Esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches. By faith, he forsook Egypt. What? Not fearing the wrath of the king. He was not afraid of Pharaoh. So, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. So, he wasn't afraid of the king. He wasn't afraid of Pharaoh. He said, no, he was seeing. He endured. How? Seeing. You've got to have something beyond what you see naturally. Because he said, seeing him who is what? Invisible. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. How do you see him who is invisible? Is faith in God. Through faith he forsook Egypt. So sometimes faith will cause you to let go of some stuff. Not just get hold of the will of God, but let go of things that are not the will of God. It'll help you to let go, and it'll help you to take hold. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's like the story of the monkeys. They put, if they wanted to catch the monkeys, they'd put something in a little bottle, and then the monkey would stick his hand in there. And he'd grab it, <laughs> but he would not let go. Yeah. So they caught him because he couldn't get his hand out. Couldn't get his hand out. Why? Because he's holding on to something. So he's caught. So then it's like this. The devil, he'll get you to hold on to stuff, and he'll have you snared. But if you'll let go, you go free. So the devil is a trickster. That's, that's the way he works. He's a strategist. He's a trickster. He's a liar. He's a thief. And it'll get you to hold on to something that you think is so vital, so important, that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be your life and death, or it's going to be your good or evil. It's going to be your, your precious outcome. Or, uh, you, you understand. You, you just think. You think this is the answer. And sometimes <laughs> God says, you got to let go of that. Because if you don't let go of that, you're going to miss out on what I have for you. So, if you don't let go, you can't take hold. In other words, if you don't forget, you can't reach forth unto those things that are before. If you don't let go of the past, you can't run for the future. You can't fulfill the purpose and the plan of God if you don't let go. So, many times, the devil is trying to just keep you bound and keep you stuck. All right, so... Through faith, he forsook Egypt. you got to forsake the world. If you let the world (laughs) dictate to you how life is going to be, they will. There is a spirit in this world that will tell you how life is going to be for the rest of your life. But I'll tell you, there's a spirit in Christ, a spirit in God, spirit of the word, hallelujah, the Holy Spirit, that will tell you how life will be in your future. So he forsook Egypt, and he did what? He endured as seeing him who is invisible. In other words, when you keep your focus on Jesus, you're able to endure. Right. And if you know anything about the story of Moses, I mean, he had to say to Pharaoh, let my people go, many times. And he had to go again, let my people go. And then he went again, let my people go, that they may serve me. Serve and worship God. That was the appeal. Let my people go, that they may serve and worship me. He wouldn't let them go. And finally, they left. That's what happened. Finally, he said, well, we're leaving anyway with the silver and the gold. So he said... For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. So he was looking to somebody that was bigger than Pharaoh. Somebody that was bigger than the king. All right, so let's go to the next verse. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. In other words, they were protected when the enemy, come on, when the firstborn was destroyed. The death angel came, and and the children of Israel, their firstborn, was protected by the blood. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea, as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do, were drowned. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea. Endurance will get you through. Your focus on the Word of God will get you through. <laughs> You're not distracted by it. Now here they've got uh, Pharaoh and his armies chasing them, gaining ground on them. So they got one place to go. That's forward. Or they're dead. So they're going to choose God here's another point you had to choose God and faith in God or you just captured and you're going to be in slavery or you're going to die right now all right so they passed through by faith they passed through the red sea it took an act of faith to part the sea it took an act of faith to walk on that dry ground which is amazing It's a total miracle of God. And so God made a way where there was no way. I said God made a way where there was no way, where naturally there was no way out of this situation. There was no way. Uh, Pharaoh told them they could go finally. He just said, go after the death of the firstborn. He said, "You okay, just leave. You were tired of the frogs and the... Flies and, you know, blood in the water and so forth. The stench. So, they let him go. But then, his heart was hardened and he chased after him. But when they got to that Red Sea, the sea parted. By an act of faith, the sea parted. They walked on dry ground across that. In other words, they got through. So, God will take you Through. It may be a process, but God will take you through. And you see it over and over over again. If I go through the fire, I'll not be burned. Go through the flood, it shall not overflow thee. Go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Go through the wilderness. That's the point. And in every case, there's obstacles. In every case, there is adversity. In every case, there are challenges. But nevertheless, we go through. Hallelujah. And in every case, we go through one way, by faith. We go through by faith. We get through the Red Sea. We get through the sickness. We get through the weakness. We get through the challenge emotionally, mentally, physically, financially. We get through And how do we get through? One way, by faith. But your faith has to have a focus, and your faith has to endure through the process, because if you don't endure, you don't get to the finish line, and you don't get through the adversity. You die in, or you get stuck in. You die in the wilderness instead of going through the wilderness. You, you die in the flood instead of going through the flood. You die in the fire instead of coming out of the fire like the Hebrew boys did. Right? Right? So God has a way for us to get through whatever the devil throws at your life. Thank you, Jesus. There is a way through. There is a way out. There is a way. God says he will provide a way of escape. There's a way to get through your challenge, get through the adversity. Whatever it may be, God always has a way out. He has a way through. He has a way for you, and God has made it in and through Jesus Christ, and there is a a finishing of your faith. There is an end of your faith. There is a manifestation time. There is a having time. There is a possessing time and it's through faith and patience that you inherit the promises and if you will endure through the testing time, you will get to the other side and you will be at the having point.